11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Amobi Akugo. Amobi, how's it going? Good, how you doing? Pretty good, appreciate you coming on. Oh, anytime. I love what you guys are doing. Yeah, so um, let's uh, jump a little bit into Corona. So where were you at and like, how is it affecting you practice-wise now, training? Yeah, it was crazy. So we were actually on our way to a, a game in LA and then um, there's like rumors before our flight, like, yo, like they're saying like MLS is about to be suspended. So that means USL is probably going to be suspended as well. But like, it was just rumors at that point. And then next thing you know, like three hours later when we land, our phones are buzzing, like reading all these notifications, like season suspended for uh, 30 days at that time. Um, so we land, we literally uh, have like a team meeting, like at baggage claim on our GM and coach are like, okay, um, we're going to try to find the like, first flight back out to Austin. We're going to have practice is going to be canceled till the following Monday until we kind of figure out more clarity on the situation. So, we're guys, we're going to give you guys the week off. Obviously, we had like a couple people that are actually from Cali, like myself. Mm-hmm. So, they're like, if you guys want to stay, you guys can stay and then uh, figure out your, you know, your way home or whatever you guys want to do. So, you know, everything's happening so fast. So I stayed because I already had plans staying after the game. And um, so I'm, I've been in Sacramento the whole time during this coronavirus thing. Then we got the word. We've been in touch with, um, like, our WhatsApp group chat. Mm-hmm. Like, after the suspension kind of got extended and then just been going from there. Yeah, what, they didn't uh, suspend it till like, maybe a day or two later, right? Like, when it, I remember it was, like, a Wednesday that NBA got suspended. Yeah, so NBA was like the first mover, the first needle. Yeah. And then um, after that, it was like Seattle suspended the game. And then from there, like the league suspended it. And then everyone like kind of followed suit. Gotcha. Now, now going back in time, um, how'd you get involved playing soccer? So I'm Nigerian, so it was kind of automatic. Uh, growing up, my dad used to take me to the park. He used to run me. And then it wasn't until I started, like, like actually playing on a team until I started school. Then my mom took me to my first game. And then ever since then, I kind of got better over time. You know, I was always one of the, like, luckily uh, fortunate kids in terms of talent growing up and kind of just uh, blossomed into more opportunities and then eventually had the opportunity to go pro. Yeah, and then give me a little background about what it was like growing up in uh, Sacramento. Uh, it was great, you know, uh, grew up the oldest of four siblings, uh, two brothers and a sister, and Sacramento's like nice, calm city. It's not as glamorous in terms of like bright lights as LA, and it's not as busy as the Bay, but it's like a good spot for, uh, you know, family to be raised and stuff like that. So it was cool, and I was able to see a lot of the world just through my travels playing soccer as well. Yeah, definitely. And then going into your high school career, 
I know you played for a few different high schools, then you ended up at IMG Academy. So take me through all those. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I didn't really – I only played high school soccer one year because I went to play my freshman year at Jesuit. They had like a rule at the time that no freshman could play varsity. So I played JV for a little bit. The plan was in playoffs, I moved up to varsity, but I ended up getting hurt. So I like after I got hurt, I just get the high school soccer season. After that, I got invited to residency, so the U17 national team program at IMG Academy. So we just it was like basically boarding school. Mm-hmm. We played soccer, travel the world, go to school, and uh, represent the youth national team. And then when I came back to Sacramento, half my junior year and senior year, I didn't play high school soccer. I was so busy with uh, club soccer, youth national teams, um, and at that point, high school soccer wasn't at that level. Yeah. So it was it made no sense for me to play? Gotcha. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, moving from Cali to Florida? It was cool, man. Interesting experience. You know, you had to grow up quick because you're away from family and all that stuff. But it was was fun. And it's something I would do again. You know, a lot of people were like, how can your kid move away at that young age? Nah, it was like, it it made me grow up and made me experience so many things that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, and then then playing for the the national team, what, what was that whole experience like? Man, an honor, blessing, uh, something you can never forget, never take for granted. You know, some of my best friends came from those moments. I was able to travel to countless places all over the world um, because of that experience. So it was, it was, it was a amazing opportunity. And then, what, what was your recruiting process like uh, going into college? Uh, it wasn't really like a recruiting process. It was more like my parents said I'm going to stay in California. <laughs> um, I was getting letters from all over, but they're like, you, you, you've been all over. You need to be closer to home. So I went to the farthest school that was closest to them, uh, UCLA. And uh, at the time, it was the best school for me in terms of academics and uh, the athletics from the soccer team standpoint. Gotcha. So UCLA was just your number one and that's it? Nah, so... Um, uh, growing up, it was either Stanford or UCLA, and then like once my parents made the decision uh, that you know you know you can only go to a California school, and I had the opportunity, I was fortunate to get like letters from all over. It was Stanford, Cal Berkeley, Santa Clara, or UCLA. Those are the four schools I cut it down to. But then I ended up picking UCLA once I, you know, did my official visit, came back, talked to it with my family, and went from there. And then what was your overall experience like at UCLA? I know you were only there for, what, a year, maybe less? Yeah, I was only there for a season. It was great. You know, I had a good season, played well, made some friends, learned learned a little bit, and uh, it was a good season. And you got named uh, freshman of the year in the Pac-10. Uh, what did that mean to you? Uh, it, it was good for, like, accolades in terms of helping me get picked higher in the draft. But, mm-hmm. like, at that time, you don't even, like, really notice those awards like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, what was your draft day like? Crazy. I remember getting drafted in my phone, like literally like shut off because I was getting so many <laughs> texts. Like my sis, I gave my phone to my sister as I like went up to the stage and she literally was like, your phone like just kept buzzing and it just like shut off. <laughs> but it was a blessing to have my family there. I think the only one listening was my immediate brother because he had like a basketball tournament. But it was, it was really cool to experience that, all the hard work, all the sacrifices that that my family put in for me to get to that level. It really like came full circle in that moment. Yeah. You got drafted um, six overall by the Philadelphia union. Did you know like Philadelphia was going to pick you? 
Uh, I knew they uh, were interested, but I didn't know they were going to pick me. Uh, There's a couple options, but Philadelphia ended up picking me, and that's a moment. That's a time I'll forever be grateful for. And this was uh, back in 2010, so you're a veteran for sure. And uh, what was it like to step on the field for the first time in the MLS? Uh, it was it was cool. Like it was it was it was a it was a blessing. You know, you really don't like put it into perspective until it actually happens. Like, cause you're playing club, you're playing national team, you're playing all these games, but like it's not like still it's not pro in the sense of like they're actually getting played to. Uh, sorry, getting paid to play. Mm-hmm. So um, that was cool. And then once you like once you get the first debut, everything else after that kind of just runs the same, you know. Yeah, what about can you take me through your your first career goal? Oh, do I? Oh, I played against Colorado. Um, it was a corner kick. I just remember before the game, my assistant coach was like, I have a feeling you're going to score today. We've been like all preseason we were doing, I was getting close, I was like uh, doing real well on like set pieces. He's like, yeah, I have a weird feeling you're going to score today. I was like, all right, if I <laughs> score, I'm coming to you. And a corner kick, one of those. Teammates put in a great ball. I like lost my mark and like headed it in. And I remember like going up to him. But it was cool. Yeah, it was a good first goal. I'm glad I just got one. You know, being a defensive center, mid center back, we don't score a lot. So yeah, yeah, that's dope. Did uh, did you get to keep the ball? Yeah, I got the ball. Actually, it's in my house right now. Everyone signed it and everything. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players. Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Dope. And then, yeah, I know you were there for, what, four seasons? Five seasons? Yeah, five, five seasons. And then uh, you got traded to Orlando City team. What, what was that like to get traded? Oh. Technically, I didn't get traded because I was a free agent, so I just signed a contract with Orlando. Okay. Um, but to get traded, it's like it's weird because, like, in the sense of in the sense of you don't really have control of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just soccer, so you yeah. got to deal with the punches. Yeah. Then you also played for Sporting Kansas City and then the uh, Portland Timbers. Uh, what were your experiences like there? It was cool. I mean, in Kansas City, we won an Open Cup. I was injured a majority of the time with, like, an, a, a knee situation. Portland was cool. You know, I was able to get back on my feet after the injury and, like, kind of settled there. We made the playoffs, got my first playoff appearances with Portland. Um, so those were those were good times. Whenever you can play soccer, you know, mm-hmm. just be grateful. Yeah, and I know uh, you didn't play uh, 2018, right? Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, a year of uh, being a free agent. Gotcha. So what was that like and what kept you motivated to come back and sign with the USL team? Uh, to be honest, it was a good situation in terms of the coach. He was like uh, someone I knew in the past. He gave me a positive vibe about the situation. And me, I just know that I still had it in me to play at a high level. And uh, being able to play in Austin, the situation was there for me to pursue it. Yeah, what's it like being a 10-year veteran and you're only 28? Uh, it means I've, I've been playing a long time. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's cool. It's, it's like it shows like you know, how fortunate I've been to be able to play so long at this time. So it's good. Yeah, and then what about what were your goals this uh, season before well, the season got suspended? 
Uh, just to continue to play well, play, uh, play hard, you know, make my mark on the field. I think I had a couple, like, personal goals in terms of, like, trying to get, like, five five goals because I know I was playing center mid more this year. Uh, keep my passing completion rate high. Stay down on the yellow cards. You know, like, simple goals like that. And then, obviously, as a team, you know, win. You know, we trying to we, – we, we got out in the second round last year after a great season. Uh, but I thought if we, like, continue this path this year, we would definitely uh, go farther. For sure. Uh, you ready for the five Quincy questions? Let's hit it. Five Quincy questions. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the most important skill or quality that made you successful as a pro player? Uh, discipline. You know, uh, days when you're, like, tired or don't want to work out, having the discipline to, like, push forward is why um, I've been able to play so long. What's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? Uh, biggest mistake, uh, not standing up for themselves, you know, being like not understanding the leverage they have as athletes, not both on and off the field, especially if you're like good. For sure. Uh, what advice would you give to a young player trying to make the MLS or a pro league? Depending on how hard they're working, work harder because it's not enough. What's something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Ooh, uh, just because you're good will mean doesn't mean you're going to play. What's something you'd move forward with if you weren't afraid of the consequences? What would you uh, move forward with if you weren't afraid of the consequences if it didn't go well? Oh, does it have to be a soccer question? Like a soccer response? Yeah. I would just say all my businesses. Like I yeah. would just... If I had an idea, I just run with it. Like regardless of if you need money or capital to start it, I'd do it. For sure. And uh, yeah, you successfully uh, answered the five Quincy questions. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, those weren't that bad, right? You, no, I think, okay. I think you might have answered them the quickest out of anybody so far. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Are you ready for some fun questions off the pitch? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who would you want to exchange jerseys with that you haven't yet? Uh, Messi, if I played against him. All right, what about in the MLS? In MLS? Oh, uh, man, who's in the league now? Uh, MLS, to be honest, who could I get? There's lots on just left, man. So, yeah. uh, oh, I'll probably get like Sebastian Legit. Okay. Oh my God, Nagby! Yeah, actually, uh, I forgot who I had on recently, and they and they brought up you because they brought up a tweet that you had said I think about jersey exchange. Oh, bro, <laughs> who was it? Uh, I think maybe it was Ike Para. Oh, okay. What do you like to do in your downtime? Uh, work on my businesses. Oh yeah, that's what I meant to ask you. Actually, tell tell me a little bit about the businesses you're working on. I know you have a few now. Uh, frugal athlete, obviously, try to uh, promote prudent financial practices and smart career decisions amongst professional athletes and student athletes. We do financial coaching and uh, create content around that. AOK Management is a full service small boutique marketing and management agency. Uh, we try to make sure everything's okay. AOK for the athletes. Um, whether it's social media and branding and marketing, uh, career development, you know, partnerships, day-to-day operations, agent due diligence, just all the things that athletes 
tend to worry about from their careers. Also, we got so everybody eats. It's like an event kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Rona going on right now, that's kind of by the wayside. But mm-hmm. expect some things to happen when uh, everything starts clearing up. And, um, you know, just the personal projects, you know, learning from Quincy, you know, got to promote the personal brand for everything else to work. So, you know, got the YouTube channel, got the podcast with my brother. That's a movie and TV uh, film review, Pastor Remote. Um, but besides that, you know, trying to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, definitely feel you on that. Isn't it crazy how so much stuff has changed, like, since even since you entered the league? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Just all the social media and, like like you said, like all the stuff you just said, like, I feel like you almost have to do a little bit of everything now. Yeah, you have to. Actually, how did you originally think uh, to create the Frugal Athlete? Uh, it's like um, I saw the 30 for 30 folk documentary, and that kind of changed how I, like, viewed everything. And from there, kind of built it out because I was looking for answers. And I was like, if I'm looking for answers, that means other people might be too. So that's kind of how I did it. And then uh, from there, it kind of took off. And then if you weren't a pro soccer player, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, I used to say I'd probably be playing basketball. But now it's uh, I'd be doing uh, working in sports business, partnerships, business development. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? Uh, yes. Yeah, so you can find me on at Amobi Says on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Amobi Okugo on LinkedIn, uh, AmobiUkugo.com. I'm a FrugalAthlete.com, a Frugal Athlete on all social media platforms, and I respond to all DMs. So uh, make sure you hit me up. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.